0: You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Natalie Cutler Welsh on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. Now, my next guest is Gloria Masters, and we are going to be shining the light on a very dark um, it problem that is not just here in New Zealand, but it's international. We're going to call this episode The Power of Truth, and I'm so excited to be covering this very critical topic. Welcome to the show, Gloria.
0: Thank you so much. Such an honor to be here.
1: Yeah, this is this is a this is an intense episode, everyone. So prepare yourselves. Um and you might want to just be aware of if you've got kids listening in the background, maybe put on your earbuds. Uh, but this is something we all do need to know. Now, if for, for those of you that haven't met Gloria, you haven't heard of Gloria Masters before, Gloria is the first and foremost, she's a survivor of sexual abuse as a child her journey from darkness into light is actually one of hope resilience and the unrelenting power of the human spirit to survive she comes from new zealand where she was born into sex trafficking and if you haven't heard that term you will be familiar with it by the end of this episode um she was actually trained by her grandmother to be the best um, child sex worker possible for the first 16 years of her life she suffered horrendous sexual physical psychological abuse at the hands of her father with nobody to protect her from the underworld of her father's pedophile ring to the groups he trafficked her to she found inner strength and a light that shone so bright her mind was the one thing they could that could not be destroyed Uh, today we're going to shine the light on the issue of child abuse and this is going to be challenging for us Um, and it was challenging for her to speak out and that's what she's doing today making a difference now, Gloria is also the author of two books, her memoir, On Angel's Wings, My Flight from Trauma to Grace, detailing the 16 years of unparalleled sexual abuse and trauma. And her second book, Flight Path to Healing, a guide, um, a guide to for adult survivors of child sexual abuse, which is an experiential guide for survivors. And tragically, there are thousands, hundreds and thousands of, of survivors. So we're going to talk about that today. Welcome, Gloria. Uh, before we dive into all this, I I'd love it if you could just paint us a picture. Give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to where you are.
0: Yeah, look, thanks, Nat. And I realise that uh, the bio and and my life is is uh, pretty horrendous for people. So lots of love to you and to the audience. Uh, we know that when truth is spoken, um, souls are freed. So that's that's what I'm trying to do today. Um, The backstory is that I was unfortunately born into a family where child sex trafficking was the norm. I was trained by my father. My grandmother, his mother was paid commission to teach me the art of seduction. And they started making money out of me um, by the time I was six. Um, So many people paid lots of money, including females, adult women, uh, to abuse me. And I think what happened for me was that until the age of 16, there's many levels to this, but I was made to perform in lots of um, child sexual abuse materials. We don't call it pornography because it minimizes it, Matt, and we can't every... Every um, movie like that is considered officially a crime scene, as it should be. So uh, there were many things I was involved in and paid to do. um, And I think I'm very grateful for two reasons. One, that I made it through. And two, that I'm finally healed enough to talk about it and give back. And that's what I'm doing today.
1: I actually think there will be a couple of different types of people listening today. We'll have people that go, surely not, like surely not in New Zealand for some of the stuff we're going to cover. We will also have people that have probably tears streaming down their face because they too, they too have experienced this as a child or a teen. Um, And they also didn't have anyone to protect them. What, What can you, I mean, at some point, I'd love you to share some advice for anyone who's actually in that. At the moment. And I don't know if you want to do that now or later. Um, But thank you for coming on today and having the courage. Thank you to our listeners for having the courage to listen to this. It's really easy to put your head in the sand. And I know that this is a contentious topic, but we do need to realize what is going on, what has been going on. I'm going to
0: even say for hundreds of years. I don't know what, how long has this been going on? Look, I think since time began, I think it's a little bit of a a myth or a misnomer that this began in, um, you know, the year 2000. No, it didn't. It's been going on forever. I mean, um, I think where there's power over for some people who are psychopaths or or have that mindset, um, anything like this where there's power over, Uh, someone who's weaker and children certainly are Um, if that's their proclivity then that's what happens but I think um, there's always hope and that's what I'm really wanting to look at today is ways for people to emerge through this and also ways for us as a country uh, to deal with this. Agreed.
1: And I'm also, cause I'm, I'm really into empowering families. And so I know that you've been doing some things lately, like there's a hand signal that you've created. I'd love for you to share that. So let's start with, if we can, how would we know, are there certain signs that a parent would notice if something like this was happening? I mean, I've heard of a situation where the couple, you know, the parents were divorced and the mom didn't know it was going on because she didn't have sole custody. But so, how, what would, what signs or signals would a parent look for? Because this could also be happening in a childcare location. So it might, it's not always the parent.
0: Well, I think, so, so there's a couple of things that may help, Matt. One is that over 93% of child sexual abuse today is, um, is by a person or people known to the child. So I think, um, expecting that it's the old stranger danger is inaccurate. Um, And I think there's many things around signs. So one thing I often tell parents is, is simply this. You are the expert on your child. If you notice that your child's behavior is changing and becoming extreme, either more out there, more attention seeking, more verbal, vocal, aggressive. There um, there's, there's a, could be a signal there. Equally, where a child has become quite withdrawn, uh, there could be something going on there. The uh, there are so many things, Nat, but maybe just a few more. One is, and I, I really think this is powerful for parents. For those that don't understand what regression is, regression is going back in time. So if you see your child or adolescent regressing, it might be that they start clinging to you. It might be that they don't want to leave your side. They just seem to want to hang out with you constantly. It might be that you see some um, powerful body reactions like, I don't know, thumb sucking or rocking back and forth, Um, It might be that they're just on the verge of tears all the time. So there's a couple of things that you can do. And one is this, and I think it's powerful. Are you okay for me? Yes. Okay. So one is this, stop asking children what's happened. That's an adult theory. Children show us through their behavior, but equally, we've got a little shortcut because keep in mind, Children that are being abused are also being threatened to keep the silence. They're told you can never tell anyone or don't you ever speak. Well, guess what? Let's get around that, Nat. Put down a pen and a bit of paper. Draw two boxes. Say to the child, can you tick the box here with the Y in it? If something's happening, that's making you feel uncomfortable. They weren't told they couldn't draw or write.
1: I think that's so important to give kids and because we do that, we're like, what's happened? Tell me what's wrong. And then they just shut down. Very simple, giving them a a box to tick. Now, of course they might tick a box and it might not be something as dire
0: as this, but at least it gets things going. We start there and then we break it down and we break it down and we break it down. I was over in Australia on a radio um, show there. And where parents were calling in and asking, all these sorts of things. And I think the power is in the child doing or showing through their play. So there are many, many modalities um, that children or forms that children can use to express something's not right. So if you get, yes, I'm not okay, your, your next question to the beautiful parents and grandparents out there might be, um, is someone hurting you? Yes or no? And then is someone... You know touching you so so there's kind of a pro- progression we go through um and people are very welcome Nat um to reach out if they have questions or sometimes I run group sessions for for parents to join so that they can ask any questions they wish
1: thank you and I'll get you to tell us where I, I mean, I'll do it at the end but I'll get you to do it now as well uh, because there will be some parents that think I don't know there's no I have no proof. But something doesn't feel right, you know, and we're I'm really encouraging people to always listen to their intuition, listen to their gut. I encourage my children to do the same thing. If I was like, if if you're at a party or you're walking down the street and it things just don't feel right in your body, you listen to that. So I'm saying to the parents out there, even if you have no quote unquote proof, just listen to your and and maybe do this activity with the yes no boxes. Gloria, how can they reach out to you if they want to have a conversation or get a bit of support
0: in this area? Right, so if they go to GloriaMasters.com, there's a coaching section there. And I offer group work or individual work. So for instance, there might be four mums who think, oh, I want to hear more about it, but I've got concerns about my six-year-old or my 12-year-old or my 15-year-old. Just another couple of tips, though, next. I think parents deserve to have everything they can at their fingertips. If a child is layering on clothes, that's also a sign because we believe as children, sometimes if we can put more on us, it's harder to get to us. And then I guess the other thing is start noticing your child's body language when someone's in the room or when, you know, Nana or Pop say, come and stay with me. And, or, uh, you know, parents might say, go and give Auntie, John a, uh, Auntie Nancy a kiss or something. Stop. Doing that, repeat after me stop making your child touch anybody. Stop that, parents, please. Leave it to the child to choose. They will show you through their behavior that they're not feeling safe. Does that make sense? Nat, it, it's so
1: critical. You know, we are, yeah. we, it's something we do as parents sometimes, like give grandma a hug. And oh. you know, my friend, you know, we, we actually yeah. did an episode about human design um, the other week. And we talk, we talk about some giving people what we call a this or that offer, like a choice. Do you want it? So it's like, do you want to hug grandma or just wave her goodbye? I just want to wave her goodbye. Okay. Let's do that.
0: Magic. Right, and it could be as simple as Nana's breath smells or, exactly. or Poppa's or uncle John's got whiskers and it hurts the skin. Who knows? But the point is, we've got to start allowing the child to choose. And that, as survivors, is what what survivors never had was a choice. So we must always offer people and children the power of choice.
1: I've been, you know, this is an issue I've been concerned about for many, many years. Um, and I'm I always talk about how I like to shine the light on people and and issues around the world. Some of them bright and some of them dark. Like this, something I heard another sign and tell me if this is is accurate is, you know, it might, there was a child that I think it was happening at their childcare, but what was happening is the children started to like pull their pants down in the grocery store, like just kind of random things like that. So I think would that be other sort of a little bit behavior. That's a little bit off and it's not necessarily sexual behavior, but it's just a bit strange. It's might be an
0: indication they're trying to express something. That's true. And I also think this Again, the child won't say, but the child will show. So well done, that. The The other thing is this. Always there's beautiful parents and grandparents out there all caregivers, ask yourself this. Why would a child do that? That's all you have to ask yourself. Why is my child doing that or why is he suddenly doing that? And usually children don't know how to make stuff up, believe it or not. Uh, it's the adults around them that know to shut them down, but um, you, usually it's learned behavior. So what you're seeing is learned behavior, and that's what children do. Children do what we do, not what we say. So, Because what most
1: parents would do, I imagine, in that scenario is they'd be like, pull your pants up. What are you doing? That's embarrassing.
0: Yes, but we've got to step back a little and think, why, how, where's this come from, you know? And I think, too, I know you're saying this is a really dark topic, but can I say it's not? And the reason I'm saying that is because, look, aren't we just providing information and knowledge and shining a light, as you say, onto this? Won't that help the beautiful children and adolescents out there who are experiencing this at the moment? So I'm very grateful to you. You are shining light on this, Nat. Thank you. Mm. You're the first... First radio station or medium in New Zealand that has decided to interview me, so thank you very much.
1: it is absolutely my honor. I'm literally almost crying this is this is such a huge issue It's something I don't have a personal story, but when I joined Doterra, which is essential oils one of the main reasons is because of Operation Underground Railroad, rescuing children. And it, I feel like I was
0: born to save children. Yeah. Well, help help me to help. Operation Underground have reached out to me here uh, to ask if I would set something up here. So,
1: Now, you said in New Zealand, we're not really covering it. Well, we're changing that today. Reality Check Radio, we're making change. We're upping our brave. <clears throat> I'll
0: pull myself together. No, this is great, Nat. You're obviously a very loving, compassionate person, and please, let's let's help our beautiful Tamariki Ratatangi. You know, we've got children today. New Zealand lead the world in this. We know. Um, help New Zealand release stats in October last year, six months ago. By the time up to one in three girls, by the time they are 16, will have been, not might have been, not could have been, will have been sexually abused, one in three girls. By the time a boy is 16, one in three of them, by the, um, sorry, one in four to six boys will have been. And there's this misnomer that it's girls. No, it's not. I interview just as many um, males as females. It's everywhere. And I think if we, if you said to me, what do you want, Gloria? I just want us to normalise these conversations because we're saving lives. People don't realise the impacts of this if it's ignored or the child is called a liar. I was just over in Australia, Nat, presenting at the International Mental Health Conference on the silent endemic, the silence around us. No surprises standing ovation, no surprises the most impactful talk of the conference, no surprises that many, many people approach me later to say, mm-hmm. me as well, thank you for speaking. So I think what we must do is just provide hope and give some power back to our beautiful adult survivors out there we're a country of 5.5 million Nat we're not talking thousands of people we're talking over 1 million people in our Mm. country are walking around with this trauma and shame and um, my organisation I've set up a charity called Handing the Shame Back don't you love it because when survivors speak they're handing the shame back Um to try and support and resource those beautiful people. Anyway, I went off on a tangent. Well, no,
1: it's amazing. I mean, imagine the relief. Imagine, I mean, you you know it. I, I can only imagine the burden of carrying that knowledge, those experiences in your body, you know, so they do present probably as physical, you know, physically as well as emotionally for all those years. And then to feel the shame and the guilt around that. And I, so, so for those of you that don't know, Gloria is the founder and CEO of Handing the Shame Back Foundation, a charity dedicated um, to the up to one in three adult survivors of child sexual abuse. If someone is an adult survivor, I would love to invite them to reach out to Gloria. She can support you, but also imagine the ripple effect and the, the healing, the healing that can come from being, feeling like you can finally tell someone, number one release that agony that you've had your whole life and then go on to use it like gloria has for good for the people um gloria i want to ask you because i know you're having massive traction internationally meaning people are requesting you come and speak at their events to hundreds thousands of people yeah. yet in new zealand we have this silence i mean what is going on why is there silence what is the reluctance and how can we
0: shift that yeah, awesome questions, no pressure. <laughs> uh, so the um, the silence is, is threefold. For survivors, it's around the incredible shame we carry. It was only uh, three, four years ago that I could hold my head up, look anyone in the eye and say, this is my story. So that's number one. The shame we carry keeps us quiet, minimizes us, Uh, victimizes us and keeps us wrong and so we live in our shame and the trauma is uh, reflected in the mental health statistics which I'll go into later. Um, The way we can start to do this is to just see our beautiful survivors out there as people who have had injury-caused And through no fault of their own, if I showed you a a photo of a five-year-old little boy with the front teeth missing, that child had no power. Why should he now as an adult be carrying shame? And I think what happens is that's for survivors. Our shame is so big we don't speak until we feel healed enough. The second thing that happens is beautiful people like yourself, Nat, who wish to expose this, Find it really hard to know what to do with it. Survivor comes to you says, hey, this happened to me. You then get, well, what do I do with that information? I feel really uncomfortable. I feel really bad. But how are the kids? Because people want to change the subject because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And the third are the what I call the abusers, the gatekeepers, and the enablers. And this is who the silence benefits, by the way. So for every, if I'm telling you up to one in three in our beautiful country ha, are being abused or have been, your next question could be, goodness me, where are the abusers coming from? And so I think it suits them. The only group that suits in terms of absolute silence are the abusers. Now, the gatekeepers are the one who allow or disallow access, and the enablers are the one who suspect it might be a partner, it might be a work colleague, it might be a, um, a someone who does bookings for these people. And we know in New Zealand we've had several high, highly placed males, Sir uh, Ron Briley for once, who was exposed. But his uh, administration team were doing the bookings in Thailand for the child sex trafficking that went on. So. Enablers have a responsibility as well, but perhaps they're too frightened. So, does that answer your question about why the silence? It does,
1: because I mean, obviously, there's a level of supply and demand, meaning so it's there, people are ready and willing to pay. It is big business, I do believe. How do we stop this? I mean, if it's been going on for hundreds of years and there's a lot of people involved, meaning some people are just bystanders, you know, enablers who. Maybe they've been threatened. Hey, if you see something, I'm going to kill your family. Like there's that goes on. How do we change the
0: dynamic? Well, we do what you're doing today, beautiful Natalie. You we're exposing this. As I say, thank you deeply. The first person she actually said, please speak. Uh, our country's in dire trouble. We lead the world. Uh, if we don't start exposing, you'll notice two weeks ago on our Sunday show, um, beautiful Mariama Kamo did an expose on slavery, including sex trafficking, including child sex trafficking. New Zealand, it's a thing. It's happening. It's real. It's it's uh, It's kind of out there. And I think the more we can normalize these conversations, the more we can have these conversations, the more Beautiful, good people like um who perhaps aren't involved in any of it, but see the concern, even if if they can start, you know, let, let's start some groups having discussions. What can we do to help? Um so yeah, just recently I launched Friday, 16 June, a Global Awareness Day, and there were three parts to that. Um, and and the first part was um, giving absolute araha and um, respect to our one and three across the world. So uh, we asked people on that day to switch out their logo for ours, and they did. Where people, the US, the UK, Ireland, uh, some of the islands, Africa, all parts of Australia, all over New Zealand, swap out their logos with ours for the day. And so what that meant was they were acknowledging our beautiful adult survivors who have lived in shame and fear most of their lives. The second initiative was we released a a global hand signal uh, for our our, our under-16s to use to indicate that they're not safe and being abused. Um, Can you, I know this is audio only, can you verbally explain the hand signal to us? Okay. So, it's it's the hand standing straight up. It's then the thumb across the palm of the hand, and then the hand closing. This was released in 2020 uh, by a group over in Northern America. So it's this net. So there's essentially three movements. Is that so? That's right and it, we've tested it on children as well. So young. a hand
1: up like you're saying hi like a kind hi. of like a
0: policeman stop yep. sign <laughs> and then put your thumb across your palm and close your fist. Okay, so this. In a child we know for instance it was on uh TikTok recently beautiful young man went into a Wendy's sat down had a burger sitting across a, a girl of about 11 and who thought he was a father. The father went to look at his phone the girl started doing this. Mm. So he went, are you okay, like mouthed it, and she went, no. Mm-hmm. And he went, for real, and she went, yes. Mm-hmm. So he went and rang the police, didn't do anything, rang the police, said, I think we've got a trafficked child here or abducted child here. Police said, keep them there. And he thought, well, how am I going to do that? And the cops said, go and grab someone near you. So he went, to, two other dudes were having a meeting or something, went over, he said, don't don't make a scene. But that girl's in trouble. We need to rescue her. I'm going to get her. You get the guy, the police are on their way. Does that not send shivers down? It does, actually. It It really
1: does. Because I feel like once people, they hear this interview and other things, maybe they go, I know you've got a YouTube channel. Maybe they want to learn more. And then then they know what to look for. And then imagine, it's not so much Guardian of of the Galaxy, but if we can actually all keep an eye out, you know, and we're aware, I mean, I don't know if we can stop it, but we can minim- We can catch the signs early. Like you've explained some of the signs to us, not just the hand gesture, but the indications, like you mentioned earlier in the show, layering of clothing, um, random behavior, and even using that technique of drawing the boxes, you know, is someone hurting you? Yes. No. If we can just do simple things like that,
0: we can change the trajectory. I think we need to. And I think it all starts with talking about this. You know, Nat, I should be on talkback radio answering listener questions. You know, this should be a massive initiative in our country. May I share some stats about unresolved, this unresolved trauma, please?
1: I would love you to. And just before you do that, you know, the response that I've received from a few people in my world when I bring up things like this, is this Nat. If that were true, it would be all over the news. Like literally, I've received, and I'm like, no. So go on to your stats, but I just, we will get resistance. We will get people denying.
0: I think we, it's time, Kiwis. New Zealand, it's blinking time to wake up. Let's do this. Thank you so much. Because what are we waiting for? Are we waiting for a senior politician to have their child abused and then they suddenly decide it's important? Every child is important. Every teenager is important. There's too much access. We've got sex torsion happening now. We've got young people taking their lives. New Zealand, we ain't seen nothing yet. This online stuff that's going on for our young ones is scary. It's happening today. So we've got to wake up. Now, the reason partly for the silence, no conspiracy here, just being honest with you. I I was meant to go on uh, the AM show with Duncan Garner and Amanda Gillies, and uh, they read my book. Blown away, wanted me on the show, kept getting blocked and stopped. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you why that might be, or I'll let you ponder that, or let the audience ponder that. Well, so- just I'll yeah. just jump in. I I used to. So I
1: I'm a. My website is upyourbrave.com, but I'm actually a a business and visibility coach. I used to go on the AM show. I've been on multiple times, breakfast Mm. TV, AM show, got clients on the project. That was part of what I did. Like, meaning, so I got people visibility. I helped them to learn how to do a good interview, how to be a great guest. And, um, but yeah, mainstream media doesn't want to know about this kind of stuff. So, needless to say, I don't go on those shows anymore. I'm not welcome. (laughs)
0: No, but the point is they don't want to know about this stuff unless it's their child or grandchild we save. So I think there's got to be a way we can start to open the divide because um, this is happening, and you could be forgiven for thinking that specific areas, lower socioeconomic areas across New Zealand. No, it's not. (laughs) As we know through people who have actually been exposed, they're usually higher across all levels of society. So there's a huge range. But look, here's something to know. One is that over 70% of PTSD sufferers are not Vietnam vets. They are people like me who have experienced some form of child sexual abuse. Let me show you the disparity. Vietnam vets get benefits, get paraded through the street, get acknowledged, honoured, thanked, applauded and recognised for the rest of their lives. They were trained for combat. Let's go to uh, survivors of child sexual abuse. We weren't trained for combat. We are told really through the silence that we're not welcome here. Thank you. So we shut down. We're vilified. For some of us, we're called deluded. We're made out to be liars. We're told, but he or she is a wonderful person. You spot the difference yet, mm-hmm. I do. That, yeah. Over 90% of um, rehab facilities have this hiding within their clients. It's Over- interesting. I, d- yes, I did an interview
1: yes. the other week about um, with a woman who would written a book about um, so, you know um, alcoholism and the no BS guide to you know stopping drinking well a lot of these numbing tactics are and the drug problems we have in New Zealand escapism yeah not always from but I bet you a large percentage from yeah. yep child um, sexual abuse can you just explain for our listeners who think well I know about I know domestic violence is a problem in New Zealand but I haven't heard of child sexual abuse. Can you just explain the difference? And do we even account for child sexual abuse? I imagine we don't.
0: Unfortunately, the smaller the shoe size, the less the funding. And we say we, we care about our kids. My challenge is, do we though? Because where is the noise? This should be on billboards, it should be across our harbour bridge. Um, you know, our, our logo hand in the shame back is a heart with an arrow going back. I'll bring up an image and show you, but because we're handing the shame back, but the the fact is that we are not giving this what it needs. We're not protecting our children because no one's talking about it. And there's a little bit of lip service here and there, but I'm not making these numbers up. Go to Help Foundation and look. And so my question to you is, where's the noise in your responses here? But people said if it was true, there would be some noise. So my question back to you as well. Why isn't there? The silence is deafening. It truly is deafening. So, if you're
1: if you're listening to this and you have a question, or you actually want to just message us anonymously and let us know that you you know you've experienced it yourself, you can get in touch with Gloria. But if you've got questions, or you want us to read anything out on air. By the way, I do get people messaging me saying please don't read this out, but I also but I wanted to let you know. So I don't I only read it out if people um don't tell me not to. So you can text in 2057 or you can send an email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Um like I said, I know I started off saying this is a dark topic. Gloria is saying we're actually shining the light on it. It's been happening for ages. It's not something that people feel comfortable obviously talking about, but really it is time for us to have these conversations. It really is. Gloria, so I'm going to go to the four questions that I ask all my guests, and then I'll love to um, invite you to add anything else at the end. Number one, what is one thing that you've um, done in the past year where you truly upped your brave?
0: Um, I got onto global um, podcast forums, quite big ones, um, and talked about this. I said earlier in the interview, it took me really until I wrote my memoir to be able to speak to this and hold my head up. Um, So I'd lost my whole family because I chose to expose this and tell the truth. Um, So I think that was was big for me to actually be able to talk about it uh, from a healed perspective and look anyone in the eye and not carry the shame. That was huge.
1: It is huge. And I'm just looking at you. I know my listeners can't see you, but we do sometimes take a photo. And it's, you know, just seeing you shining bright, looking so at peace and so Mm -hmm. empowered. Obviously, you've been through quite a journey to get to this point, but um thank you for doing all the work you that you've done that you've done to this point. And I feel like it's about to explode.
0: Do you? I hope so. Let's help the beautiful Kiwis out there. Just so you know, Natalie, by the way, this charity is not funded. We're not fun. I just do this out of the goodness of my heart and try and sell a few books um, because it's so big in me, this passion to shine the light on this darkness through love and humility. That's my purpose.
1: We're going to ask you of the bucket list question. What is one <laughs> um, thing on your bucket list, which is something you'd love to do, be or experience in your lifetime that possibly the Up Your Brave Reality Check radio community can help you to
0: achieve? I would love to have a documentary made in New Zealand soil. I'm happy to use my life as part of it to expose all of this in our country. Got to start saving our children. That's on my bucket list.
1: You know, it's interesting because I think there are, you know, videos, and I think there was a documentary recently released internationally on topics around this, and some people – are going to watch that and some people are like I'm just ne-. it's for them it's just too scary but I feel like the documentaries need to be done the conversations need to be had and but some people do you think if
0: some people just won't be able to watch that like it's just too confronting. Well I think okay so then we come back to who's more important the person who's can choose to watch or listen or the child that has gone through it. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's no comparison again, we find another reason to keep it hidden. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about mainstream media, New Zealand Live, um, choosing to create a documentary around this so that people can feel that our government and um, politicians are behind changing these stats
1: All right. So get in touch. That's, that's what we do with the bucket list for get in touch. If you feel like you want to be part of that, maybe you want to anonymously share your story. Maybe you have some experience in the film industry. This is something that is, that needs to be spoken about for me on my bucket list. You know, I have, um, I want to create a healing center for kids. I want to help kids that have been through dramatic trauma to heal And I know it's not my journey. Like I had a pretty sweet life until I moved to New Zealand at the age of 23. We had the earthquake. My son lost all his hair to alopecia. And then my marriage has been very tricky since COVID and all the things we disagree on. Those are really my life challenges just in the last 20 years. But I've always felt like I've actually had such a sweet life. Who am I not to? And I feel like I can help people. I'm not an expert in this area, but I want to shine the light and I want to help you create this documentary and I want to help the kids to heal because and the adults to heal. It's never too late.
0: Right. So anyone you do know in media, I would be very grateful for an intro. Uh because we we need to start exposing. It's you know, I'm so grateful for my life. I'm so lucky. I love who I am now. And it's taken decades, Nat. I can see it. So much was taken and yet I'm here. And uh, we don't even need to go into it because I'm absolutely fine. I only use my story mm-hmm. as a hook or mm-hmm. an attraction because people say, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I'm doing it. So let's help our beautiful ones. Um, yeah.
1: What is coming up for you, Gloria, in the next six months? In terms of either either spreading the message or or even you know your own, hopefully taking a holiday maybe at some point. And how can people connect with you again? Where can they find you? I know you've got a YouTube channel. Give us all the links.
0: Okay, so um I can put the links in our chat as well. But um yeah, basically on gloriamasters.com. So all my speaking and the books um, on angel's wings. Um, is on gloriamasters.com in all versions. Um it's also on Amazon and Flight Path to Healing is also Gloriamasters.com um, and in all versions. I'm writing a third book at the moment, just in my spare time. <laughs> no spare time. Um, but for the I'm actually going to be doing a massive uh presentation over on the Gold Coast on the 1st of September called The Power of Light. And I will be talking about just that and how we all have it within us. And and here's a little way. I've got a candle. I can hold that till you can find your own. So, please, How many people will be in the audience for that one? About 400.
1: Nice. Yeah. YouTube is your YouTube channel called handing the shame shame back. Yep. All my social media platforms are handing the shame back. Okay. Everyone that's easy to find, get in touch with Gloria. Um, if you want support, if you feel like you, you're like, I don't, I have no proof at all, but it just, something doesn't feel right with my child. I just want to, so you get in touch with Gloria. She's going to point you in the right direction there. She's got lots of resources and We're hopefully going to get this documentary underway. Um, Gloria, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to add for our audience today?
0: Um, I think I should be doing a TED Talk. I know over in the States, they're interested in me doing one. I have yet to find anyone in New Zealand. So for your beautiful audience listening, if you know anyone who's running TED Talks, this should be out there. It's time. It's time. It's just time Nat. it's time. And uh, look, really just one final thing to the beautiful survivors listening. Of course, there's going to be a few of you just love to you believe in yourself. You know, the truth. I stand beside you. I see you and I believe you.
1: Thank you so much, Gloria, for joining us today. Thank you everyone for listening um, and staying with us. If you recently tuned in and you, and you missed the start, you can definitely catch the replay, of course, on realitycheck.radio, and you can go to replays to listen back to the full interview. Um, and also definitely go and get in touch with Gloria if you need some support in this area. It's a massive issue. We're going to start hearing more about it. Thank you for getting the ball rolling. And I will also put all of the links if you go to Up Your Brave um, with Natalie cutler Welsh on Facebook. I'm going to put, she's, Gloria sent me a whole bunch of links. So I'm going to share all of those in a post. You guys can check those out as well. Thank you so much, Gloria. You're welcome. Thank
0: you. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, reality check radio.